Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So hello and welcome to Steph Nasser. He's a co-founder of OpenVC and has spent the past seven years working in the oh, at the intersection of tech, entrepreneurships and venture capital in France and I believe globally now, isn't it? Yes, pretty much. Uh, I, uh, I'm one of those uh, lucky few who you know get work from their laptops so mm-hmm. I can uh, carry my, my office with me. And uh, I'm in Morocco right now, uh, you know, uh, Greece last week, France last week and yeah. A bit nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. We were actually just for the listeners. It, it's quite funny because just before I hit record, I was telling Steph that I'm in France. And listen, he's like, I'm there tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah. In the world, world is a small place. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself outside of the fact that you obviously we know now you travel a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So apart from that, well, I'm French, as you can probably hear from my accent. Sorry about mm. that. Uh, I've, uh, I'm more of a business guy, you know, went to business school, um, fell into the startup, you know, uh, thing, um, worked at Microsoft Accelerator in Paris, then moved to the US, uh, where I, I joined kind of consulting firm acting as a middleman uh, between tech firms in the US and large companies in Europe and Asia. Went back to France, started the first business, a biotech startup, completely failed. Uh, and now back, back on the horse, uh, this time with a very different approach with OpenVC, which is a software play, um, where we try to make venture capital a little more, uh, open and transparent. And, uh, and I'm still, you know, uh, this one is still alive. So we'll see how far it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. So how long has OpenVC been going for now? So we launched two years ago. Um, and at the time it was very side project uh mm. we launched it you know as one of those uh, garage projects with a friend of mine lucas and it's still two of us he's the tech guy and the i do all the rest everything else <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and it just grew organically uh and we still you know work on the side uh, doing some uh, basically to pay to pay the bills because uh we're still in the very early stages but even being in the early stages we see interesting stuff right traffic mm. uh increasing every month uh great engagement, brand recognition. Uh, and we realized actually with very little resource, we can have a uh, massive impact. Uh, mm. so, so this is, this is actually interesting and a surprising kind of insight for us, uh, mm. that, uh, we, we managed to, to have a reach, um, that is, I would say superior to, you know, other like people in that space while mm. just being two guys working part time, which is uh, mm. a fascinating thing for us. What do you feel? is the reason for that mm, so i would say first thing is uh authenticity um i mean there's a, f- a few things the first is authenticity right we we're in a space that uh, i personally know very very well uh, that i'm really honestly passionate about and mm. uh and i think people can feel that uh, number two is the approach we chose where we have a product that is really open and free which makes it very easy to gather a community right people may mm. come to us because they know we're not trying to sell them yet another SaaS product. Although maybe we will do that at some point. Uh, but mm. right now we are uh, just giving value to people. And and this is again, something that people recognize very quickly. Uh, and the third thing, if any, is that we are solving a, a pain point. We have a product that people search for. 
Uh, so mm. what we do, I mean, the original idea of OpenVC is you have this list of investors that you can search for. And it's it's like Wikipedia. It's collaborative. Everybody contributes. It's free. There is no friction whatsoever. No sign up. Mm. And, um, and so it's something that people search for naturally. Everybody at some point when they were found or something like that. And they trust to be the uh, so, so yeah, um, you know, authenticity, uh, the fact that we're free and the fact that we have a kind of product-led growth. You know? mm. And yeah, and you're solving a real, real problem. And um, so, yeah, let's talk about raising funds because you've been in that space even before you, you launched OpenVC and now you, you have like a huge space where you can see um, the, the relationships between people or entrepreneurs looking for investment and the investors. Um, how, how do you, what do you feel? No, I'm, I'm going to backtrack that. I was going to say, what are the sort of some common do's and don'ts, which obviously everybody would be interested in, but I think I want to backtrack that and say, is raising funds for everyone in your opinion should like because a lot of a lot of startups aspire to you know that's like the goal let's you know do whatever and raise funds do you feel it's for everyone absolutely not uh and i think uh it's a great question because uh sometimes we feel if you know we want to start a tech company then raising funds the first step well actually it's not mm. so first it's not a goal it's not an objective it's just you need some resource you're gonna get the resource Maybe you're going to get you know, some cash through sales. Maybe you're going to get some cash through uh, external funding. It's just a, 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 a tool in the tool. Mm. Uh, and then second is not for everybody just because the requirements the, the requirements are so high. Not everybody can, you know, you, you may want funding, but you may not get it. It's actually the most mm. likely outcome because most mm -hmm. startups don't raise funds. So, you know, the investors have a kind of laundry list of everything they're looking for. You need a huge, I'm not going to give the whole list, but just a few ideas. You need, mm. uh, you know, a, a team that is complementary and, and the right fit for the product and market. You need some traction. You need uh, some, what we call signal, right? Positive signal, uh, a billion dollar market. Um, and so all those things and many other things, capital efficiency, mm. scalability. And so as a founder, especially first time founder, you're not always aware of that, right? Because... Mm. You 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 read TechCrunch and you feel like everybody is raising funds, yeah. and so you know why why not me? And the numbers yeah. are good, right? Millions, millions, dozens of millions. Yes, yeah. but no, it's it's more complicated than that. And uh, there is a huge uh, survivorship bias where you hear about the survivors and you don't hear about all the people mm -hmm, who died mm -hmm. trying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so yeah, there, there is that. And I try actually one of the things with OpenVC, we try to educate founders, not just provide the tools, but also provide. Uh, the education about okay, am I ready? Am I kind of eligible for fundraising? And and if not, why? How can I fix that? Uh, is mm. that a problem or is that actually a good thing? You know, a lot of startups bootstrap successfully and exits mm. uh, with like uh, without raising funds. So it's not for everybody, but it's not a bad thing. It's just you know uh, there are mm. some boxes to if you want to go in that direction. Mm. Yeah, I think I absolutely agree with that. And I love how you sort of framed it uh, very simply at the beginning where you said it's it's not, or at least it shouldn't be the goal because I think it has uh, for, yeah, you mentioned TechCrunch and everybody looking as a reason, but literally like even in my immediate surrounding, I have people because we, we are in that space, uh, you know, tech and we're following stuff and social media and everything. And, and literally at least a few times a week, I have people that I know, 
you know, whether they're colleagues or friends or family that come and say, look at those people, they raise funds. So, I mean, we can do that. Like we can, we are, it's like, no, no, you can't just, do you know what I mean? Like the process is in reverse. It's like, oh, so many people are raising funds. I should just do something to raise funds. It's like, no, you should know what you want to do. And, you know, you mentioned authenticity in your case and, you know, really be passionate about it and really be solving a problem. And then if you need funds, you know, if that can help in some way, yeah, that's, you know, something else. But you, you can't just go, I'm going to just invent something to raise funds. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You, it's not the start of the, the thinking process. It comes much mm. later. It's like, okay, you know, I want to solve that problem. So what do I need to do? I need a team. I need a product. So I'm going to start building and something. You have to start building. You have to start, you know, putting some of your money uh, in the project to uh, start having some growth. It's very, 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 very rare that you're going to raise funds with just mm -hmm. a pitch deck or an idea, right? The investors don't want to pay for your rent and uh, your grocery bills while mm -hmm. you're building the first version of the product. So they want to invest into the growth of the company. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it's just, and I think also investors play a little bit on, on that, right? They don't want to seem, so they, they are in a difficult position because their job is to say no 99% of the time and they don't want mm -hmm. to look like the bad guys. So they're always going to say, yeah, we invest, we want to be the first check-in, you know, we mm. are, uh, we're the first believers. Uh, nothing is too early. I see that sometimes. nothing is too early, but yes, of course, like 90% <laughs> too early, but they're not going to tell you that openly on their website or, you know, mm -hmm, when they speak publicly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that doesn't look good. And, and when I keep repeating to, to, to a lot of first-time founders, the only, the real only time when they invest at ID stage is in proven founders. Right. If mm. you've already built and sold a company for you know, $100 million, yes, you can probably raise funds with just a pitch deck. Just, yeah. If not, if not, then you have to build something, you have to bootstrap, you have to, you know, figure out a way to get to traction, and then you can raise. And it's just mm. not very popular to say that. And I think that's why a lot of people just don't say it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, that's, well, there we go. We said it. it. It reminded me of, I think it was Mark Randolph who said that, and I don't know if it's a quote of his, but it was, uh, I believe, in his book or somewhere I heard. Um, and it, it was about uh, how to get honest feedback on something that you're building or something that you have an idea for. And it's like, go tell, I don't know, 10 people, whatever people in your surrounding about it. And, and most of them will probably go, yeah, great. It's a wonderful idea. Ask them for money. Ask them to, okay, if you, if you think, you know, it's good, ask them to invest in it and then you're going to get the real feedback. <laughs> yeah. On, on that point, uh, ID validation, uh, I think there has been a change in the recent years. So for a long time, mm. you know, we said, yeah, you just want a wait list, right? You have a landing page, you have a wait list. And if you have, I don't know, like uh, 500 emails, oh yeah, I validated the idea. Mm. Uh, I think uh, this is wrong. It's very, <laughs> it's very low friction to get emails versus getting mm. people to pay, as, as you rightly said. And I think uh, a shifting moment has been the no-code tools. So today, if you use no-code tools, you can you know, put together an MVP very quickly and test the market and see if people actually pay, even you mm. know, without raising funds, without a CTO. If you have a business idea, you can put something together in like a, mm. a six weeks and start charging and test the traction and that's the kind of you know signal and momentum that you're looking for. So the standards mm. for validation have increased. And uh, today just having you know a sign-ups on a waitlist is is not enough. Mm. Uh, so 
it's also something to to consider when you're uh, fundraising. Mm. You have a whole section on the website where you talk about and you share pitch decks. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> I, I can. I, I watched. I started watching one before the show, and I haven't finished it. But that was pretty fun. I was like, oh my god, that's the sort of a thing where if I start listening, I'm gonna be like three hours later listening to the fifth one and thinking, where did time go? But it, it is fun. <laughs> so tell me a bit. Tell me a bit a, a bit more about that. Okay. So I think the pitch deck as an object is the is a thing of fascination, right? Because mm. it's kind of the the supporting document of a successful raise and and you know people will share the pitch decks of Airbnb. Look, that's kind of mm. the secret sauce is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um and it's it's a I mean it's an important tool. Uh, of course, but um, what we try to do. So, what you're referring to is what we call the the pitch deck roast. So, mm-hmm. we bring um, an experienced investor on stage, and we present him with three real pitch decks from three real startups that are fundraising, and we mm-hmm. ask him to publicly, publicly on YouTube, you know, live to roast them. So, say everything that's wrong and everything that needs to be improved. And it's very often a wake up call for a lot of founders because they realize, mm-hmm. um, you know. Like the gap between like what they think is good enough and the actual standards. Because think about mm. it, you're a founder, you're cold demanding, reaching out to investors. It's it's a competition because as an investor, you receive five to ten pitch decks a day. So it's like you know fifty to hundred uh, a week mm. uh, if you don't work on weekends. You know I'm European, um, <laughs> and so and so you're gonna fund maybe one, maybe zero. So you have to be the best out of a hundred. But as a, as a founder, you never see the competition. So you don't realize mm. where the bar is, right? You, you have no way to, mm. am I good? Am I bad? And there is a huge lack of awareness uh, on the founder side. They, mm. It's not their fault. They just don't know where they sit in the pecking order. Are they mm-hmm. at the top? Are they at the bottom? Um, and, and so we try to bring that. We try to give them a sense of, okay, I'm bad. I'm very bad. Or I'm, uh, I'm outstanding. Mm. Uh, and I think it's very helpful. Uh, uh, and yeah, so that's that's the the spirit of those those roasts. And then, of course, it's very fun to you know mm, to, is, yeah. to bash <laughs> to bash decks. Uh, you know, in good spirits, of course, we try to keep it fun, yeah. lighthearted. Yeah, it's no, it's I very, like that. The founders, really, I think. Yeah, no, it, it's very cool. There was a um, I don't know if you can even call it a startup, but, but I'm starting to remember the name now. But it was somebody who effectively made a business out of. Uh, doing pretty much what uh, you're doing with pitch decks, but with websites where we would like review people's websites and go, okay, that's bad, that's bad, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And and nice. he, he started it as a site thing and eventually he was booked like months ahead and had to like up the price and just, just, just to, you know, because obviously he could up the price because there was interest, but also to sort of limit a little bit the flow of yeah, people that were interested. In, in that as a service. And it's really a great way to um, start a conversation, I guess, and to highlight something without, because people are usually like, if you know, I, I work with premium domain names and like people would come to me when they already most of the time have an idea of what name do they want for their business. And so it's more about how do we get it? You know, what's the process? How much is it going to cost? And then at that stage, if you try to explain to people because like I've been in this place for you know in tech for a long time, but domain names for five years, and we've have a whole website with resources and research and information that I myself like feel very passionate about because it's so valuable. And I've been working in tech for you know the the ten years before I got into that, 
being wrong about domain names actually myself. So I'm really like, honestly, genuinely passionate about teaching people all that stuff. But when they come to me for a particular name, whatever I tell them doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter because they think you're just going to say anything to sell me. So the, that, that sort of a thing, like with the pitch decks, it's, I mean, those people, literally, I'm pretty sure those entrepreneurs that you are roasting on, you know, YouTube or whatever social media, if they hear the same feedback from an investor, they will take it personally. They'll be like, oh, they said that because of whatever, whatever, whatever. So that, it's a really great way to, yeah. to have that uh, open communication. Well, it goes with your name, open VC, talking of names. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's Smart, where you know right. you got it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where we get to it, even like yeah, without thinking. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's the spirit. And, you, you know, and there is this blindness on the founder side. So, you know, they don't see the competition in the investor mm. mailbox. There's also uh, investors are misleading. Again, back mm. to what I said earlier, they don't want to be the bad guys. So mm. if your pitch deck is shit, they're not going to tell you a pitch deck is shit. They're going to tell you, uh, you know, it's not in our scope. Uh, we're not investing at the moment. Uh, come back when mm. you have revenue. You know, they always have this kind of uh, like cans answers and, and that's not helping you as a founder. Mm. Because if you're, if, if you're bad, you need to hear it. And, mm. you, and usually founders need to hear it repeatedly until they get the message. Mm. Um, so that's also why we do those roasts because we can be, uh, because we, we tell the investors who roast, like, tell it as it is. Like, tell us mm. exactly when you see the slide, it's red, red, like red warnings everywhere. And, mm -hmm. and it's just really bad. And yeah, um, that's something that's, I haven't thought about, to be honest. Indeed, like, that, that I, I, really I don't awesome. know. If, I don't know if I'm the only one. Oh, that's like when you said it at the beginning, even that uh, investors don't want to appear like the bad guys. I was like, really? Do they really care about that? <laughs> but yeah, apparently that's the case. <laughs> I, I think they care increasingly. I think they care hmm. increasingly because we are moving from. Um, um, fund brands or firm brands to personal brands, right? Mm. So like you had like Sequoia and Andres and Horowitz, but now you have individual and you have solo GPs, micro VCs, and their name is the brand, right? They have their, mm. their Twitter accounts, people like, I don't know, Elizabeth Yin, uh, people like uh, 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 Lolita Taub, um, they really bet heavily on their name. They bet mm. heavily on their Twitter accounts to generate deal flow, to, to build a brand, people like Jason Lemkin even before. Mm. Uh, so you have Saster, but you, I think about Jason Lemkin first, right? Uh, mm. He's the guy, he's the brand, he's, and so they don't want to have a bad reputation, which makes mm. sense. They don't want to be the bad guy. Uh, and, you know, finally speak with each other. So even if I have to turn you down, they're going to try to do this as nicely as possible. But as mm. a founder, you don't need nice, you need honest. So that's where there's a misalignment of uh, of interest, and we try to fix that. Mm, I can see the next brand coming there. Honest, honest VC. <laughs> maybe yeah, that's I never said honest, huh? Uh, honest VC is maybe a one step too far. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe for some for someone else to be honest. I'm, I'm not. I'm not crazy enough to try. <laughs> oh, that's great. What on on? So you've seen like a gazillion pitch decks and and you know, been in that space, what would you say is the thing that entrepreneurs get wrong most often? And also, do you feel there's something like you don't see often and you, you feel it should be done? More mm, okay, so I'll just stick to two things because I could list a million. Uh, one mm. is the power of design. Okay. 
um, it's unf- you know uh, I don't know if you can hear me well. I think it's uh, I think there's here. some. Uh, yeah, there's... The, the number one is the, the power of design. I mean, I'm gonna try to up my video. Yeah. Maybe it's gonna be better. see if yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So number one is the power of design. Um, when you when you're competing with a hundred other pitch decks, if your pitch deck is professionally designed. I'm just talking about aesthetics, not the content. Mm. It makes a huge difference because we're visual animals, because we like what is beautiful. Uh, and it's something that the Greeks and uh, like ancient Greeks knew, you know, uh, that we take uh, the beauty, be- beauty for good and good for truth, right? We have this kind of mm. connections in our, in our minds, uh, which is false, but it works. And, mm. uh, and usually it means investing, like spending money on a, you know, graphic designer or someone to, to design your pitch deck. Uh, and founders, especially early stage, are sh- cheap with that. They don't want to spend money that, which I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. You know, I'm an early stage founder and also they feel it's unfair. They feel, no, my pitch deck should win on its own merits. I shouldn't have mm-hmm. to design my pitch deck. But that's not how it works. So. Mm. You know, uh, that's, that's number one. Number two, uh, a lot of founders don't understand what truly matters to invest, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, you have an MVP and you have tons of features. That's great. Nobody cares. Cause if you have an MVP, <laughs> what I care about is usage, traffic, retention, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even, uh, acquisition cost. Although that's one step further, but, um, I, 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 as, as an investor, although I'm not one myself, but working with them all the time, there are very, actually very few things that I really care about. And so either mm. you have them and you really have to highlight them or you don't have them at all. And then you're not ready to raise. Mm. So there is this, that's, that's, you know, that's, and I, I, I did a, a post on that on Twitter about what I call signal, right? Positive signal. So you have strong signal, weak signal, mm. no signal and negative. So to give you an example, exited founder, I sold my startup, my previous startup for $90 million. Strong mm. positive signal. Um, I went through Y Combinator. It's positive signal. It's not a strong one anymore. I think the kind mm. of Y Combinator is not, not that sexy anymore, but it's still like a weak positive signal. Uh, if you say that you have, um, you know, excited or motivated team, that's great, but that's table stakes. Like, I don't care. Mm. Right. So you have some founders who spend a lot of time telling the story of how, you know, the team is committed mm. and excited and. Nobody cares, right? That's just, that's just a blanket statement. Uh, it's, you cannot demonstrate that. There's no numbers to back it up. I don't care. Mm. Then you have what we call the negative signal is when a founder says something thinking it's good, but it's actually bad. Mm. So if you tell me, you know, uh, we spent the last three years building a product, uh, <laughs> and you're, you know, you have no revenue, no users, nothing. That's not good. Mm. So don't tell me you've done that. And because it's, uh, you know, you think it's good, but no, it's, it's terrible. Um, and so a lot of founders, yeah, you asked me about pitch decks. Uh, they, <laughs> you have to build your pitch deck around those signals, the strong ones, and, and understand, you know, how to build around that. And it's something a lot of founders still don't uh, get really well. So, yeah, design, design and signal, the two things that you need, the content and the form. Mm, absolutely. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's great. And it's insightful. And I think the design, I've always thought about it myself as well. And I, I wasn't sure if like, you mentioned yeah, there are some founders I think oh it should just you know be selected based on what it says it doesn't matter the design and I've always felt yeah but even down to obviously like you say even without thinking the way we process things it makes a difference but also I feel it's a bit like it's it's respect you're showing respect to your audience it's like you know if if you couldn't be bothered to you know have some decent fonts and something that looks like and it's well and it's easy on the eye and and it's presentable what sort of a 
you know, what are you showing as a, I'm having the same conversations with my kids when they have their books for school, you know, and there's like scribbles here and they're like, yeah, what does it matter? I did the, you know, math right. And it's like, no, it matters. You know, it shows your commitment and then how you, you know, feel about it. Literally the fact that you're saying, I don't care how that looks is a message in itself. Absolutely. Uh, another way to put it, it's like the body language of your pitch deck, right? When you pitch mm. someone, you have the words, but you also have the tone, the face, the, the, the like I deactivated my video, but you would see my hands are moving right now, right? Mm-hmm. My body is moving forward. So you have body language and, and, and that's, that's like half of the message is uh, mm. the nonverbal message. Well, the pitch deck is the same, right? 50% are the words and 50% is the, the design. The design is the body language of your pitch deck. Mm. I want to talk about names and domains, and especially that's funny that we're talking now because you uh, are working in that space, you know, investors and VCs. Um, and recently we just completed a study on, 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 I can't remember what was it about. We do a lot, but there was calm.com mentioned, the um, well-being, uh, mental health. Uh, um, and there was... Um, we dug out some interview from when they were raising funds with uh, Jason Calacanis. And he said mm-hmm. to the founder, and at the time they weren't known, they weren't big, they weren't, you know, anything, but they did manage somehow to secure the domain name calm.com. And he was saying, oh, you know, like, how did you get that name? He brought it up. And 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 then he said, well, it, you, you seem to really believe in your idea so much so that you have invested that much in your name. And it really sends a strong signal. I feel like I'm not, you know, quoting him word by word, but it sends a strong signal. I feel like this person has got it together. So what, what is your yeah feeling on how important a name is? In, in raising funds and for investors in general. So again, th- we are in the field of psychology. I, mm. I don't think this this is a field of of reason or you know logic. It's it's uh, it's irrational. It's uh, emotional. It's marketing. It's you know persuasion. So it matters much more in B two C than B two B. First of all, because in B two B you have processes and buyers. In B two C, it's uh, it's uh, unless of course your B two B strategy relies on you know being a cool brand like Slack. Uh, mm. so, and then you see the importance of being called Slack and not mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft something, right? Because you call mm-hmm. Microsoft, you're already boring. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it matters. Um, and, and then the, the, the dot com thing. I mean, I, I think if I had, um, the option between, for example, being called calm.io or getcalm.com, I would probably was, mm. go with getcalm just because. <laughs> And, and you're the expert, so maybe you, you'll tell me if I'm wrong. But I think strategically, if my company is very successful, I can always buy the cam.com later, right? Mm. And uh, and just kind of remove the gets in front of everything. Mm. But uh, when you're that app or that something, it sends a, a, a kind of yeah, weaker signal. Mm. Because we couldn't get the .com, it was completely out of French. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I don't know if we do the same thing again today. Honestly, um, maybe get openvc.com. Yeah, or go openvc. That'd be weird. Uh, yeah, the fact that we start the fact that we start with an O doesn't help. Be to be honest. Uh, and we've been thinking that this would be a temporary name. Uh, I've never been hundred percent happy with the name openvc. So yeah, I'm not the best person to answer because I'm not sure myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate your 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 thoughts on that, and I, I think I'm very much in agreement. And I mean, it kind of comes to the same thing. And I mean, I, I don't know if I would call myself an expert, but from what I've seen, which is you know my personal experience talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, working with a lot of entrepreneurs on securing their names, and also. On smartbranding.com, we we have literally like a massive resource. Like we're doing industry lists, we're doing a lot of research, um, and it's not even which I always try to say to people. It's not even about what I think. You know, if if tomorrow it turns out that over ninety percent of uh, successful brands have dot I don't know app or dot whatever domain names, and that works, then I'll be you know telling you that's what's happening. But it, it's not the case, and and the I mean the reason that there is, and you just mentioned it yourself, and that's it's not even based on like some statistic or anything, even though the statistics back that. But the the fact that like com has been around for since the internet has been around, and we just naturally trust it and naturally see it as it's almost like if you have the dot com, you don't even need to say the the rest; you just say your name. Yeah. You know, when you when you yeah. see yeah. Chanel ads. Or I don't know Swarovski ads or Gucci ads. You, they don't need to put the dot com there. They they just no. it's it's a given. Um, and the, so that's one side of it. And the other one is is like you mentioned when when you're not sure if the business will work or you know you're new, you're a startup, you don't know if you can. It's not even whether like I'm sure if you were hundred percent sure that that business is going to be there in ten years time and it's going to be brilliant, you're going to find the money to buy that. It's it's just not a question. You're going to find it because you you want to own your name, but. If you don't, obviously it's an issue. So you have to work towards that. But then, you know, it's that vicious circle of in the meantime, it does send that signal that I don't know if I'm going to be there. So, you know, <laughs> I can't invest that much. So it is something that is um, a problem, obviously, for, for, for startups, especially if we're talking about like really, really top end names. But I think it's, it's getting, at least in my experience, it's getting more and more uh, the norm that that at least people are aware of that, which I think mm -hmm. it's great. Like I can't really ask for more. People are aware of that. They're not just thinking, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, any name, any domain. And and that's that's great. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Really, once you're aware of it, once you start thinking, doing research, talking to people, you know, whose job it is to help with that, that's already a huge progress. Yeah, you you know what I so sometimes wish for is. So, you know, sometimes you can put go or get in front of your domain to get to .com. But mm. I don't like the fact that the user has to, cannot type your name to begin with the, mm. in the search bar, you know? Because if I type OpenVC, but actually the, the domain is get OpenVC or go OpenVC, I'm going to miss it. Mm. Um, and so I like, you know, I see some people put something at the end, like OpenVCHQ. Dot com, mm -hmm, for example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think it's smart, but just HQ is not very intuitive today. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe a number or, you know, because it's, it's really hard today to find a good dot com that is not already taken. It's, mm, it's, it's so close to impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, unless you, you have the money, but uh, mm. that's usually not the case for, for founders. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, and also there's um, it, there is that um, I feel at least there's that misunderstanding or lack of lack of understanding. Yeah, it's a better term to use. Of like when you're starting a business, you know, people do usually think, okay, we're gonna you know try some things and think some things, and and then you know once we've proved the concept a little bit, we're gonna have to invest in a decent website. 
if it's a software project, obviously, you know, you're going to have to have all the technicalities sorted out and the programmers and, and stuff. And then you're going to, you know, you think we're going to have to do some marketing. So we're going to put, I don't know, like some Facebook and Google ads and whatever, and maybe like billboards and maybe TV and maybe radio. And people are thinking and planning for that with huge budgets sometimes. But when it comes to the domain name, they're like, Oh, why is it not $10? And, and so sometimes it's not even an issue of they don't have the budget. It's an issue of they struggle to understand that this also is part of, you know, marketing and branding. Um, and it's an intrinsic part because, you know, yeah, it's, an it's, not- it's an asset. It's just like Absolutely. your address, you know, it's your address. Exactly. Like if you are Champs-Élysées in Paris or uh, yeah. Avenue Jean-Médecin in Nice, you know, Place Masséna in Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, you know, it's it's a recognizable name, and we know you're legit. Uh, more mm-hmm. than if you are based in some you know obscure, uh, you know suburban uh, neighborhood. Uh, yeah, exactly. But when you, but yeah, it's a trade-off. And I would also say you have to play with strengths. Like as a founder, some people are really good with product, some people are really mm-hmm. good with marketing, some people are also uh, raising funds. So maybe the playbook is a bit different for for everyone. Uh, some mm. people can become a great domain name and, you know, they wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, in our case, we have, uh, I would say, a, a pretty weak domain name with the OpenStuffApp. Uh, but we couldn't afford I mean, I looked into the .com, I really wanted it. It was just, you know, uh, beyond reach. All mm. the other variations were taken. And uh, when not taken, they were, I think, I think we went with the, with our, like, very low budget. Again, it started mm. as a side project. That's also the thing. It was mm. not even a company for, or 18 months, we incorporated just recently. So yes. that also comes into play. Uh, but yeah. No, and then I can absolutely, I mean, definitely, like if you if you have a nonsensical product and, and you're not authentic and you're not authentic, authentic and you're not committed or you're faking something, you know, or yeah, or just your product is bad, I don't think the best domain name in the world will save your company. You know, maybe it will help prolong it for some time but it's not going to happen and equally if you are like you are seeing yourself you know you're you're authentic you're really providing value to a community you're solving a real problem you can you can do with whatever domain name and sure it would have been easier and more cost effective and then 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 if you had and i hope you get to a point soon where you can get the perfect name but yeah, it's um, it's it's not it's not so black and white. Let's say. Yeah, I, it, you know, it reminds me of uh, pitch decks. Actually, right? <laughs> if you, you can you can like, you know spend ten thousand dollar in, in a beautiful pitch deck. Mm. If you have zero signal, right? If your startup is shit, you're not in a race. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, there is. Uh, but it's still. But oh yeah, exactly. And then you can have a, a a brilliant pitch deck that it's gonna get discarded and maybe not even get to the level where it should get. Because yeah. it's not readable or it's not exactly, whatever. exactly. It's kind of a, an enabler, you know. Or, mm. Yeah, exactly, an enabler. Understand. Right. Well, um, last thing, I guess. Where where can people reach you now that we're talking about your domain? <laughs> uh, so I'm the easiest guy to find on the internet. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I even leaked my WhatsApp and my WeChat on Twitter by mistake last, okay. last week. <laughs> so, you know, I thought I started receiving messages on, on WhatsApp from people I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Twitter at Stephnas, um, LinkedIn or just openvc.app. My my email is there. Mm. So yeah, very. You have, cool. I saw actually you have your name as a domain name. You have stephnas.com. 
that one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. This was so I actually long ago I started building a blog uh, with my name on it, and mm. then I moved the, the blog posts uh, to the OpenVC blog because I needed some mm. content to start. You know, I didn't want to start with mm. my blog, so I kind of <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Cool. Wonderful. Well, that's that's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and I'm sure that's going to be pretty insightful for our listeners as well. Thank you. Thank you for making the time. Thank you, Tatiana. It was great. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.